For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. We are back once again. This is the Horns Up podcast talk in Texas. So get your horns up because here we go. Horns Up Talking Texas podcast. I'm Joshua Fisher along with Alexander Disopolis, Nicholas Snacks, Kreider, and the Quan Cosby. And we have a special guest today. One of the best athletes we had the pleasure of watching live in our tenure as Longhorns. We got 13, Drod Hurd, joining the boys. Drod, how you doing today, man? Yes, sir. Appreciate that. (laughs) Doing good. How about y'all? Good man. I mean, we're. I think we're all doing great. You know, there was yeah. a couple. There was a couple. <laughs> there was a couple months stretch where it was a little doom and gloom. Um, yeah. Josh, you, you just said that Gerard's one of the best players you've been able to see play. Yeah, he's actually one of the best players I've been, I've been able to play against. Yeah. I think he knows this. People don't know this on this show, but for the listeners out there, this still hurts Georgetown fans. Gerard and I played against each other in the state championship. Yeah. Um, Ooh, 20, that didn't go well for you. Nick. 2012. No, 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 no. I was a senior. We were 15 and 0. Gerard's Denton Geyer. Um, we were up at half and uh, they came back and won. I think they scored seven touchdowns that game and Gerard <laughs> for five and for two, right? I think it was. It was seven after the half. Definitely. It, yeah, because we was down. We was down bad before the half. So, yeah, I think it was seven after. Yeah, man, yeah. you just took over that game. That was insane. And I just remember after the game, I was like, well, at least he's coming to Texas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't we have another guy or guy coming from Texas? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. You said, do, do anybody from Guy coming to Texas? I thought we had another guy. Well, maybe that was last year. That was, was the last year. I think yeah, it was yeah. the O-line. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you're right, you're right. That's always – I was so curious about that because I remember hearing it from Nick multiple times it was like yeah he thought they, they, the team thought they had in the bag they head to the locker room they're feeling <laughs> great and then her just came out and just smacked him for seven scores they didn't know it hit him uh Trod, oh, you came in we got to watch you you know throw a couple great games obviously some great games as a receiver right. um but you were a part of some crazy quarterback competitions i'd love to hear from Bro, man. angle what that's like in the locker room, what that's like for you, what was like for you personally. And also because we're in a situation where we talk about it all the time. We'll have Malik Murphy in the mix. We have yours. As of right now, we have Card, we have Thompson. And, you know, we want to be in a situation where guys don't leave. They stay and it's kind of a next man up philosophy. Right. Right. You know, Shane ends up transferring, but he didn't right away. You and Tyrone switch positions. So what was it like for you guys in the in the quarterback room for that competition? Um, uh, how to get that mindset going forward? So I guess, like, it's crazy. So I remember talking to – it was one point in time. It was me, Swoops, Shane, Sam. Uh, who else? 
that, that quarterback room was deep one year. It was just deep. <laughs> it was just all of us in there. And um, I think one time it was just more so of the fact that uh, – no, Tyrone was gone, but it was more so the fact that during that time it's more so of who fit the scheme better. Mm. And I think uh, schematically during that time is definitely for Shane and Sam. You know, that was definitely more open, gunslinging time. And so uh, Mac, Mac – was more you know uh throw if it ain't there then run it you know so he he really preached that with us like if it ain't there make some with the feet so that's why it was more of a me and swoops and that kind of phase through that time so you know as throughout the transition it's cool that i'm starting to learn this now as i older that you know it, it sometimes it can deal nothing with that athlete itself just schematically you know what the coaches want and what you know what is uh best for the team of of the style of play during that year so um i think we had more help that can you know potentially around us during that year like when sam and shane came in they also brought in guys like colin and lj and devin so it was it was loaded around them so it was more so we needed somebody to get the ball <laughs> And, you know, Shane and Sam was better off doing that. Definitely. Yeah. But it's funny. You learn that stuff when you get to the league. Cause I, yeah, I crazy. came before kind of, it's funny. I would talk about being a slot receiver and mm-hmm. I think, I guess ship was certainly drafted and that kind of started. Now I, I watch Hans Ward. I watch Wes Welker, but they're really still what Randall L the Pittsburgh and the Patriots were the only ones who really had slot receivers during my time. Right. And clearly the two of the winning as organizations. So they're, they're they're very innovative about that. But I I crack up because everybody was like, Hey, why didn't you play a a lot of receiver in the league? I was like, man, they just didn't have them. They wanted every, you had to be, you know, six, six, three, six, two. And, and, but the team that won every year had to do five nine, five ten. Right, so, right. So it's just it's funny. We learned that later on. And at the time, right. you know, in college, you're like, man, y'all hosing me. But ultimately, yeah. depending on the scheme, it's just, yeah. you know, those little things uh, you get older and you figure out. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about the Ewers news? What do you make of the whole NIL situation? Um, I'm sure as a former player, I know y'all <laughs> y'all could have cashed man, this big. Man, like, yeah. man, man. <laughs> <laughs> let me, man, let me tell you this. The Ewers move, I, I already knew. I mean, if it was going to be any school to come to Texas, it, it had to be University of Texas. <laughs> as far as adding with yeah. the NIL and all the other stuff with it, you know, is is now it's bigger. I mean, and I think it, I think that's it's cool in itself that those guys are going to experience that, what they'll have to experience professionally, you know, um, more so, yeah, you're going to get drafted by your play, but it's also – how much you can sell <laughs> really yeah. the team is looking like what can they make off of you what's your profit you know total so uh that those guys are doing that now i mean i think that's i'm jealous of it i wish i i got to experience the nil when i was in school <laughs> but uh i think it's good for texas though um it kind of um it, it still let us rely you know on the backbone of what, what was built you know at University of Texas, and now that we have something that can hold a total pole like that, you know, maybe this can be the way that we can can, can hold our ground and become more stronger, I guess, as a team. So I don't know. I, I see it as a as an opportunity uh, of Texas should take advantage with 
all five star athletes that's coming through. <laughs> Definitely. Hey, you got to use the tools that you have. And Texas has yeah. that, that those. Uh, well, I can't act like supposedly it's not happening in recruiting, by the way. We, we have to put that disclaimer out there. Okay. However, if the recruits are hearing about these big deals, I think it's going to make sense for them to consider. Right. And so, man, that's what it boils down to, really, man. Um, these schools have made a lot of money. Texas more than anybody. So yeah. to, to use those resources to give back to some of these players that are working their butt off, that are earning those scholarships, I, I think uh, uh, is a big deal. And even those, you know, again, it's not who is who's in that locker room. It's not always about right. the scholarship piece of it. It's who's in that locker room. And I like what I've seen. And I think we've already seen some residual effects because we really had some gaps in the O-line. Yeah. We're getting five-star linemen again. Yeah. Uh, I think the pancake factory uh, yeah. is going it's to it's work itself out on getting those guys in the trenches. Heard right. you being a receiver and a quarterback, you know how important it is to, one, if you're behind there having time, but then, two, when you get out of that route, you don't want to – you know, man, it's been so many times, you get out of a route, you look back, <laughs> burn them. Dude fell down. And if your quarterback is sacked, it does not matter. It doesn't matter. And what we're doing in recruiting, I think, is a big deal. I think Sark had one hell of a weekend, and it's not done yet as our early signing day come come around. Yeah, we need the Pancake Factory back in the fold. I mean, think about all these NIL opportunities, like all these breakfast spots that could just have pancakes with our offensive linemen as their representatives now. I mean, we have all these opportunities there. I mean, we speak about you switching from quarterback to wide receiver, what was that move like for you mentally? Obviously, you were such a dominant quarterback in high school, and you could still sling the rock, right. but you talking about having you know Shane and Sam fitting the scheme better. It's either you leave and go play somewhere else, or you try right. to fit what the team needs, and you meet that, yeah. meet that needs. What was that so, like? So, yeah, I mean, um, that was another thing that came up as uh, far as like, me and Coach Strong. Like, okay, uh, yeah, we know this is, this is a better thing, what we need or what we need right now. Uh, but far as you, Coach Strong, very made it, you know, parent, like, I don't want you to go nowhere else. <laughs> you know what I mean? He was like, I, I know you're a crazy athlete and make the transition myself. But he been wanted the transition. I can tell Coach Strong been wanting, he been wanting me to uh, run run fades and 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 uh, out routes for a long time now. So uh, it was more so, I think it just, it fell in the right, the right timing of it. Definitely. Yeah. Absolutely. Do you ever have any conversation with Roshan Johnson? Because he made that move as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I think I talked to him like way, way back a few springs ago when um he was definitely, you know, going through that transition. And I remember talking to him about that. It was just more so like what he had doing now is, you know, is bigger than what he he knows and what he understands. Uh when people ask you to, I feel like now when I see it professionally. You you get paid more for doing more on the field, and so mm-hmm. that now that it's became more of a thing where your value holds more, and when you can able to do more, or if hey we we got an emergency guy that can play any position within a week, you know what I mean? That's I think every team needs that type of people. So um, his value is very very much needed, as you can tell on the team. So it's 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 a win win definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's a very selfless move for sure. I mean, I yeah, think a lot of guys in the locker room recognize that out of him and they recognize that out of you as well. When you mm-hmm. know, you, you kind of put aside your ego a little bit and you, you know, play a position that you know you're not really natural to, but you do it for the team. Right. Right, right, definitely. 
Oh, for sure. And then I, I think about that. First of all, y'all have a lot of great leadership qualities. I, I echo what Nick said about both of you. And then it, it kind of prepares you for the league because at the end of the day, to go get paid to do that, you got, you got to go where you have to go and find a way Man. and fill Man. a gap on that team. Every team on you know at whatever level you're going to, um, why go sit back and chill and risk not getting somewhere when you can go fill another gap and find right. a set and take care of business? So I, I see that yeah. as what you're doing. By the way, I digress. Charlie was one of my men. I know you appreciate and love you some Charlie too. Uh, yeah. Coach Strong was good people, man. I, you can't yeah, yeah. get away from him. And so yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm keeping you around because uh, we, we certainly appreciate it. And, and right, definitely. I'm glad you did what you did. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Coach Strong may get another opportunity here. Urban Meyer is absolutely blowing it in Jacksonville. And Adam <laughs> hey, is crazy. Did you see him not even want to shake uh, uh, Rabel's hand? Yeah, they coached together. Urban, listen, I knew he was, I wasn't the biggest fan, but he next level petty, bro. Like, Urban needs to <laughs> chill out, man. He is next level petty. I don't think he's built for that league, dude. I, I just oh, don't. Man. I mean, them grown men, I'm hearing stories about his players not being fans of him. I was like, man, like, and then I saw that and I'm like, oh, no, I don't know how much he's, they will get rid of you in two seconds. The dude that owned that team (laughs) is not a university president. That is an owner who is worth several billion dollars. Your $5 million to him is $5 to me. Yeah. (laughs) So I actually, I I think he's, I think he's self-sabotaging himself. I I I really do. I think he's doing it on purpose. I think he, he, (laughs) He understands now that he doesn't have the control that he used to have, right? Yeah. And didn't have as many people that he had to answer to. Yeah. And but he is stone. His face was he was stone face. He yeah. walks right by me. He even he didn't even say anything to. Him. I mean, that was. Oh, he didn't even weird. look at him. He Come didn't on. even look at him. Yeah. Come on, bro. That's just disrespectful. Come All on. good with me though. Like get our man Chuck in there. Let him coach the men. Yeah. Games, right? <laughs> yeah. You still keep in touch with Charlie, uh, Gerard. Uh, not not recently, but I have definitely. I still follow him on all social media accounts. So it's whenever we ever be able to link in, we will definitely. What was the coaching change like for you personally? Obviously, going from strong to hard. During that, during the time and during the years there, it was dreadful. The most scariest thing, most really, I and I when I say scary, is more so like when you playing football at on college level and not knowing the next year the same plays is going to be the same it kind of it kind of messes with you as far as your comfortability of like playing and stuff so it it's more it, it was a a shocker during those four years but I, I learned a lot doing that you know I learned how to to adjust learn how to pick up playbook very very fast uh, I remember having coaching change during the middle of the season so that was another another punch in the face too during that time. So it, it was, it was crazy. Uh, I think I went through six different uh, offensive coordinators in four years. I went through six different offensive coordinators in four years. <laughs> but then, they, but so, then the fans go crazy and they want everybody, come on, win, do this. Yeah. It's yeah, impossible, so it, man. Yeah, this game was crazy and hard enough when you have oh. consistency, when you go through six different coordinators, different, like all this, it is hard as all get out. So man, I empathize, yeah. man. And, and again, it's you know what's cool is one, you coming up on the Hor- Horns Up podcast. I've known you for a while. Yeah. You had a crazy experience at UT, but you still represent. 
You know, you, you, you yeah, really do. You always have a smile. You always take care of business. You're grinding every day. Kudos to you, man, for continuing what you're doing. Clearly, you got a little mama in the back, Ellie. So yeah. Yeah. Going hard. All <laughs> Everyone, matters. yeah. That's all that matters. So I just wanted to, man, kudos, yeah. horns up to, to who you are as a doing, man. Definitely. Appreciate it. Of course, man. We got one more question for you. We always ask these these guests the same exact question. Uh, okay. What's your What's your favorite memory as a Longhorn? It could be you playing, watching, whatever. Uh, favorite memory. Y'all know it was the cow game, definitely. That, that, <laughs> See, I was oh, thinking yeah. in my head. Yeah, I was okay, like, yeah. I was over. Yeah, we I all saw know the, the cow game. The cow game is by far uh, just the whole the whole time. I think, and I think during that time it was. It was what we needed. Even though we lost, it was really what we needed. You know, it was more so of the, okay, there's potential and we can get potential here. So it, it was definitely a definitely a plus. Although we lost, it was just still a moment and a good moment for Texas, you know, to have that and, you know, experience that definitely. Man, that was but one it, of the craziest been, games of all time. Oh, it yeah. was, man. It had been <laughs> such crazy times. But to it's funny because we all remember these certain games that – we're at DKR and we love right. DKR. We love our fan base, but we right. get a little golf, golf cap clappy sometimes and yeah. get a little, get a little, you know, it's not ruckus like we want yeah. it to be. And that night it was, and it was crazy. Yeah. You balled it out was. and your, your boys was. did. And so, no, nah, man, that, that was one of, that was a cool game, um, record breaking game. So, Thank yeah, yeah. I, I had a feeling it was going to have something to do. Yeah, with it. it was not 527. Yeah. I was going to be like, dude, what are we, what, 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 what do we not know? Like, what are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, that, oh, was, man. that was one of the most memorable games for sure. I mean, That's it kind of reminded me of the state championship. Yeah, it was. It was, it was definitely one of those type of feelings, definitely. Cause like, like Juan said, I, it's been a long time since during that time we, really seen the stadium really get excited for a game. So it was that definitely one that was definitely good to, at least I was happy. I got the experience while I was playing. Definitely. Awesome. Yeah. 100% man. Yeah. Well, Gerard, thank you for joining us. Always appreciate yeah, man. it, man. Oh yeah. Uh, hey, Merry Christmas, my man. I see the stockings. I see little mama. <laughs> you see the stockings hey, going grind, man. You know, uh, reach out at any point, brother. Keep up, keep, working hard and, and take care of your family sure. man. oh yeah definitely will do i appreciate y'all appreciate it brother hook them horns yes, man sir. thanks oh, yeah hook them horns all right y'all be easy have merry have, merry christmas and happy holidays to everybody <laughs> yeah. thank you happy holidays all right cool hey quick question this is something different to my jewish brothers on here <laughs> hanukkah that's our because I, I learned this at one point one of my biggest mentors, out oh, yeah, of yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you know, Joel Levy. And, and we would talk about this, talk about what I, you know, celebrate and what believe and all that. And all that, that's it's awesome. Um, so when does it start? Because I, I, I keep, it's over <laughs> no one ever already. Knows. Been over. No one ever knows. No, it starts at a different time every year. So like, this okay, so started, that makes sense, dude, because I was yeah. like, hold on. At one point, it was a little bit later. I thought we have our own calendar. Oh, so we go by the Jewish calendar. So he didn't don't ask me. don't ask any more questions on that note because that's <laughs> oh where Dude, I, i've talked to a lot of jewish friends i have never known that yeah we go by a jewish calendar so it changes like every time i'm like 85 percent sure that's why and yeah not, no, I not that i've led like eight like i've led multiple trips to israel birthright but that's where my knowledge I'm, i was more of the fun counselor not the knowledgeable counselor um but yeah it's over i mean 
This year, I, I think it started what the 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 thirtieth, no, the twenty eighth of December or sorry yeah, of November. November. Yeah, it was like wow, early. See, I this didn't year. know that. I'm sitting there waiting. I was going to tell year, y'all. So I, like, I should have did my. I said, you know, it's twenty twenty. And next year it's December eighteenth. Like, see, that's what all I, of the place. It, it is different. Okay, so that makes perfect sense, man. Because I always tell my my, my Jewish brothers, like, oh, hey, happy holiday, and then uh, trying to figure out it all. But I screwed that up today. So, well, nah, but you're good. But it's I think at this point, it's like it's a time of year thing, right? So yeah, if you say sure. it, it's it's okay. It's not like oh, it's not going on during the actual dates of Hanukkah. Like you can yeah. still say happy Hanukkah. Yeah. Heck yeah, man. That's yeah, real. Yeah, yeah. We saw we saw right, Hanukkah. right, Josh and Nick. I right, like you could. Still oh yeah, say of course. It, right? so. I, yeah, yeah. yeah. I eat potato pancakes in April, so we're chilling. Y'all can say it to me anytime you like, dude. It's, it's actually it's based off of the lunar calendar. I don't know if Nick, you and Josh, Josh y'all, I, I didn't y'all know knew that. that. I didn't know that. Clearly. So here's 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 a fun fact. Here's that makes fact. way more sense, honestly. Obviously, Quan, I'm Greek, right? So yeah. like my Greek Easter. I don't know if you ever know have known someone that's Greek, but Greek Easter and American Easter never align. They're never the same. Sunday. Oh, I did Greek, not know that. Greek Easter and Passover actually always correlate to each other, but American Easter is set off of just the the American standard calendar. So that's why like those dates are always different than Passover and Greek Easter and Hanukkah yeah. and Christmas. So there you go. I'm gonna Dude, send you. Real. I'm gonna send I'm you. Talking mod- about baby, we talking cultural stuff. That's some yeah. saying. Ha- horns ha- up. Ha- happy holiday. Yeah. Happy holidays. Happy, Happy holidays. holidays. Happy <laughs> I'm going to send you some matzah on Passover, Quan. I'm going to send you some matzah. It's going to be the worst gift you've ever gotten. <laughs> <laughs> it is the most bland. Piece it. Of- I want it, man. Bro, I it's so, it, brother. It's so, it's I, so I, crap. But- Quan, what, do you, what do you think, like, in the locker room with these guys now? Because you get a little taste, right, of, of like what happens in the NFL where a quarterback is getting paid three times X more than, than this other player. Right. And like with these guys getting paid, how does that go into locker rooms? Like it hasn't before, like, cause before it's like, yeah, there's some accountability. If you're a five-star and you're not performing, maybe the, maybe the coach gets on you. I don't know. Maybe that yeah. conversation dies when you walk in the college locker room and everyone's, everyone's equal. But I imagine there's a little bit of, you know, this no, guy was man. this at the end of the day. This, this is what we understand. No one's everyone's never equal. It's just right. the way right. it is. You know, ultimately in locker rooms, you understand that more than anyone. And and by the way, we got to talk about Penke factor and all of that, because linemen don't really get interviewed. They don't get their face. They're not going to get NIL deals. And that's why we were a little annoyed talking on the podcast about we felt like Texas was falling behind a little bit in NIL. And they said, hold on, hold, hold my beer. They just we got right this. In. We we we, we want to, and I actually try to live by this. I want to measure ten times and cut once versus, you know, measure one time and cut ten times because you're going to diminish what you're trying to do. And I feel like that's the way they came in with a bang with the pancake factor, with you know the Clarksville deal, with all these different things that they're doing, and it is already already playing dividends. So I don't think the locker room's worried about it, man. I think there's going to be some stuff. Because you have, you know, Casey, who had a pretty good year outside of his injury. You know, Hudson is a local product. So you're going to have to deal with all of that. But what all of these guys have to set aside is what Hurd did, what Roshan did. What is best for the university? Coach Brown talked about it all the time. He said, as much as I love this place, as much as I want to win, as much as we do all this, it's bigger than me. And, and, And ultimately, the teams that you go back to DJ's comment, 
I felt like I won that championship as well. It's bigger than any individual when it comes to it doing it, because you know what happens if you go win that ship, whether you're the backup, whether you're the starter, where you find another way, everybody gets a ring. Garrett Gilbert, Unfortunately, didn't have the best career at Texas, went to SMU. He went to New England. He has a Super Bowl ring. Tom Brady won it, and he has a Super Bowl ring. He has that for the rest of his life. So if you take that team aspect, not just in football, but in life, you're just better off. So I think a lot of these dudes are going to be okay. Um, yeah, I think yeah. they're going to embrace. And by the way, they have never felt this place when we win. I Listen. Oh, I have it. You know, self, none of us So I was about to say, I'm going to get a little, little, little shameless plug right here. I played golf last week. First ever hole in one. Ever. Wow. I saw, I saw on Instagram. I've been playing for eight years and it could not have been more epic. Anything with a part three, hit a hole in one, flip the script. I was down by 40 bucks, end up winning a lot of money. And so that feeling when you compare it to winning and winning a ship and winning at UT, winning at Austin, when I was on the sideline, I joke with different players like Hurd and all them. I was like, listen, guys, when y'all win, everybody wins this entire city. And as much as the Aggies, Baylor just won a Big 12, that's cool. But nobody's even talking about it anymore. When UT wins a Big 12, when they go to the Natty, when they do those things, the entire state is just different. Yeah. And that is my bias, but that's not my bias. And so that's what you see. And that's why I think long term, I don't know what yours is going to get. I know he's going to have to live up to it because, um, you know, he kind of got some money and then bolted. Yeah. And but I think he's going to get it. I, I, I hope more than anything that he takes that as an opportunity to lead. I know he has the tools. He's getting some linemen. And, and everybody's just going to embrace him on that level, because what I also saw in today's time was social media. You saw Overshawn shooting him a tweet. You saw X players shooting him a tweet. Oh, this yeah. This place wants to be great. Brandon Jones, all these cats. And so Xavier Worthy changed his profile picture to him on yeah. Twitter. Who did? Uh, um, sorry, uh, Xavier Worthy. <laughs> See, again, by the way, who's the freaking should be the freshman of the year anywhere, whether they were bad or not. That dude had a phenomenal year. And he's the one who caught touchdown passes from Casey. And so ultimately, you want that competition, though. Right. You really want that competition because everyone is better when you well, have that level of competition. We, we said this last night on our other podcast, um, the charity stripe. And basically we talked about the fact that, okay, if Casey transfers, if Hudson transfers, who knows what will happen. But also if Malik Murphy comes in, right. Who's, who is another quarterback of this class. You can't look at it like, Oh, I'm already losing my job to, to Quinn Ewers. Because if you think about it, Quinn had a freshman year at, o at Ohio State, right? He's going to be a redshirt freshman next year. But after two seasons, he can go to the league if he wants to. Yeah. Yeah. And clearly, that guy is motivated by money. It's very clear. Right? <laughs> yeah. If he so, balled out, he gone. <laughs> exactly. He's gone. So if, it's all, if it all goes according to plan, right? And if yours is the man and he plays well and he goes to the league, Malik Murphy's up in two years. And, and from That's what I hear about Malik, he needs a little more practice at the quarterback. He's really raw, and he can learn from a Sark and different things like that. But right. let's, uh, I digress to my time. R.I.P. Jevin Sneed. If you just transfer because you think you're going to lose your job, Jevin Sneed, five five star dude. Colt was like, "Oh no, I'm about to compete. I'm going to compete." Two A Colt, little scrawny Colt <laughs> from Jim Ned. He competed. He won and earned the job. 
And when he finishes his career, he's the winningest quarterback of all time, not at Texas, ever, but at every freaking college on the planet. So that's what competition does for you. And hopefully these guys start to understand that they embrace it. Um, I didn't go to UT saying I'm going to start as a freshman, even as an older guy. I said, dang, you know what? I got Brian Carter. I got these guys in front of me. I'm going to learn from them. I'm going to compete. And um, because of my baseball days, I know what Ripken did to Pip. You better not freaking get hurt because I'm going in and I feel like I'm going to stay there. And uh, yeah. it's, I mean, it's next man up, baby. That's what you watch. Yeah. We talk about we talk about with KV. It's like what we want, though. We want that competition. We want that next man up. I mean, that's how like, guys like Bama do it. And, that, and that's just how you build a winning program, like a dynasty type team. You can't just kind of try to get a, I mean, look, a, a flash in the pan would be great. No one's going to be pissed at a national championship. But LSU is already having to, like, you know, rebrand and regroup, obviously. Uh, ooh, those can't see Quan was doing a lovely recording from the outside porch. And he just threw the, the lights clap, on on us. Clap, lights clap. on, baby. You got the clap First lights in the back. podcast from outside on the patio, which welcome to Texas. Well, y'all get this too, y'all in freaking L.A., but Texas is December 13th. I can just chill on the patio and do a nice little podcast. That's why we live here, folks, and probably why everybody and their mom is moving here too. But Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I, I think there's so many opportunities with, like, just the way – like. Kirby Lane, I would love to see them do something with the Pancake Factory. I'm not even kidding. I mean, I know it sounds ridiculous, but like, idea. Pancake of the Week. I had a sick idea for like if we get to Coldest Crawford, <laughs> like if we be like what like a yet like Yeti does something with the Coldest Crawford, igloo. like a whole, like an igloo, like they do a cooler, like we like our beers, like we like our Crawfords to coldest. Like if we could do so many cool things with these players' names and the positions. Shoal Creek Saloon does a uh, the coldest crawfish boil. That would be sweet. Yes. Yeah. Wow. This, yes. That is a staple too. I had lunch, a, a business lunch there last week. So good. Love it. And that would be a great idea. By the way, why aren't we, hold on. We need to send this directly to CDC and team. We got all the marketing ideas on the planet to keep this thing rolling. We want to be great. Sure. You got Bevo Boulevard, but we're talking about landing the top and we are doing that. And Sark is doing that. We heard all the stuff, you know, when, when Sark was leaving, you know, hey, man, they recruited like crazy. He grabbed a lot of, you know, B- Bama dudes, Flood, Banks, and all these dudes. They're living up to the hype. We're seeing it right. Dude, think about this. We had a five. We're not in a bowl game right now. And they're landing all these five-star dudes. You know how big that is? That is massive. It's not Absolute over. Absolutely massive. Nick, you're holding close to be in order. Nick, you're Nick really want. I mean, obviously, we all want Perkins, but Nick, that's like your guy. I, yeah, I agree. Harold Perkins would be a game changer for us. I mean, I know right now it's between us, AM, and LSU. Could go any way, but God, he would really just transcend this defense. Dude, we need them. We need them all. We want them all. Mm-hmm. And and ultimately, I was thinking about who I was talking to. Goodness gracious, who's I, I, I'm, I'm going to remember by the time I finish this. But they were making the comment. They said, man, if you want to be that dude, and I think they were even talking about years before it happened. They said, if you bring the University of Texas back to greatness, the hell with the NFL. You are taken care of for the rest of your life <laughs> because that's how our donor base, that's how our alumni. Was, was, that, was that Kenny Vaccaro last week? Talking that was about Kenny. That's Kenny. exactly what yes, it was. It was the, Kenny. It was it Kenny. It was last week. He was talking it, about, about Arch, but the same thing could happen for Quinn. But, oh, yeah. It's and it's not even... And, and UT can take care of you. But I think like it, what I saw from Sark talking about offensive line recruiting, right. And the pancake factory. And that he said, you know, we can go get 
we can go get a, a roster of three star and four star offensive linemen. We those guys two stars. Those guys are there. We could get them like a snap of our finger. Luckily, he has he has the fortune of being able to do that because he's coaching at Texas. But he said we're going to take our time. We're going to be methodical about this. We're going to go after the big fish. And I think he's also putting in place a plan like you're talking about, Josh, and alluding to that it's it's a, it's a strategy for the future. So the guys are slotting in at the right times, right? Yes, it's great to get every single five-star QB top prospect year after year after year. But eventually, if you do that, some of those guys are going to transfer. The way that the years yeah. work, the eligibility rules, that's going to happen. But I think these guys, these five-star, four-star guys that are getting paid so much, if we start winning, we change the culture, the electricity that we witnessed on that Gerard Hurd 45-yard run, when that becomes every single play for the Horns, yeah. then the other guys that are three stars and two stars who end up on the roster, who only get one year to shine as a, as a free safety or as a DB because there's other guys ahead of them, they're going to the league. That's yeah. that's what you have to build is that these guys end up going to, maybe they're not getting paid the 50000 like the linemen are, but when they get to the league, they have a job, right? Dude, Col- when I went to the league, we had, I think I said it, it was 58, 58 dudes in the NFL. 58. We were by far the most. Bro. And I know that you're like, hold on, that's not that many. I'm like, no, that actually is. That is a lot. The amount of schools and all that. The next school I feel like was um at that time, was it this is either Florida? It was one of the Florida schools. I was gonna say Florida had a and they were like and and by the way, they were high thirties. There was no other school in the forties. That's so wild. Fifty eight fields a team. That fields one NFL team. Exactly. Dude, we, we would take pictures after every, you know, after every game I had said be on there. I had so many dudes. We take pictures with uh, uh, the long, other Longhorns on other teams. And there was never a picture that where there wasn't six, seven guys. And so that's what it was. It was a machine. And by the way, USC, who, at least in the national championship game, everybody that played in that game played in the league. I think they were in, I know they were in the 30s. I think they were like third or fourth as far as the amount of guys in the league or whatever. So. It was just, an, to your point, Toss, it was an insane amount of dues factoring in. Not everyone was some superstar. Listen, I had a fun career and all that. I'm not Vince. I'm not cool. I'm okay with that. It's very cool. But you know what? I'm a vested veteran in the league, and, and that's what we need to get back to, understanding yes. that perspective and how next man up or whenever your, your time is, you ball out one year, two year, four years. We want to get away from the four years, honestly. I mean, yeah, we, I love Worthy, but we don't need to have freshmen I coming. I do not want to see him as a senior either. Yeah, right. I want him going in the league. Exactly. You guys want to take a guess? Good. You guys want to take a guess at how many players we have right now in the league? Twenty-six. I would guess more because that crazy as it is, I we had rough years, but then our guys get in the league and they ball out. So I would say thirty-four. It's thirty-two. <laughs> it's thirty-four. I, I actually have an unfair advantage. I was on the sideline most of those times. I have an idea. But you look at you look at Alabama, who leads the way right now. Sixty-four active players yeah. with earnings over one billion dollars. Think about that. Alabama during our day had—I don't know that they had twenty during my time. And that's how quick it can change and flip. And that's kind of how it works. So we're at 34. They're at 60 some with 1 billion earnings. Goodness gracious, a lot. That was, our, that was the Mac Brown era we went through from, and that's, that's what we have to get back to. We have to get back to it. The league and everything, because I care way more about the university of Texas than I care about any of these crazy league owners and blah, 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 blah. However, 
if if they're getting to the league, they're balling for UT. So it's the win-win. So I, we, we do have to get back to that, to where we're at, 40, 50, 60 guys in the league. And I think what we're doing in recruiting mm-hmm. in the last 48 hours and last few weeks, I think we're getting we're, we're going in the right direction. I mean, I, I do want, yeah, 100%. I want to talk, you brought up a great point of like, Greatness around greatness will elevate guys' draft stock because if there was more greatness around Quandre Diggs, you know, I mean, oh, Quandre yeah. Diggs should have been a third round pick at the minimum, dude. He's a legit NFL starter, like legit. I mean, little Jordan Humphrey ran a bad 40, like a brutal 40, but that dude was a menace. You know, if we were on a better team, honestly, I think that certain guys just get pumped up by other, you know, players around them. Being I mean, look at, look at, look at what DD is doing. For Baltimore. I mean, that guy is open. He's doing the same thing he did for Texas. He just, unfortunately, our team wasn't, wasn't necessarily good enough for people to really respect his ability. That guy is open for Lamar Jackson almost every single play. Double D is my favorite. They can't, they can't keep him off the field because he just, he converts. It's, yeah. It's never a fellow number six, right? Of course it is, baby. Come on. (laughs) Represent. That's two fellow number sixes, Quandre and, and Duvernay. Oh yeah. Oh man. I love dude. Dude was such a beast, man. And, and his talk about, think about the career he had at Texas phenomenal career. And he was drafted pretty, pretty decent, but he, he was a role player, a role player. And now his role is growing. That's what Herd talked about. He said, man, you know, when you're younger, it's whoa, me, I'm not this. No, 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 dude. Find your place, ball out, develop, which is a big issue in the last few years of players developing, but then you develop and let's be real about this. If you're not drafted in the first round or maybe the top 10 or the second, you're playing for the second contract anyway. And so you develop and then you get that big one and then you're good to go. So yeah, man, I love Duve. He made so many plays, caught a touch the other night. He's returned kicks. He returned punts. Uh, Quandre, like you said, man, that of course, by the way, following his brother, um, jammer who was a six as well uh he's gotten phenomenal contracts he's done a great job uh, it's been a weird year out in seattle but uh it, that, that's what we need more of those type of dudes but what i don't question is his leadership ability and that's what and we're talking about all the recruits we'll get the five star we'll get all this other stuff we're talking about yours that's my biggest deal is yours a leader when I watch these guys, when I watch, when, when I see us, because this is the funny thing. We had a rough year, but we were leading like 80% of our games this year. Who is going to be that dude? Is yours? Does he have that ability? Hey, by the way, it's not like he's going to get the job. He's going to have to come compete if those Better. other guys are still there. And so is he going to be that game changer from a leader and a you know talent standpoint that's going to win us games? That is where I'm looking when we're when we look at early signing day, which by the way, they're also talking about getting rid of coaches don't like it. But when we're thinking about early signing day, who is gonna be that game changer that's gonna be the OSI, that's gonna be the Sam Ellinger that says, Hey, I'm about to win you this game. I know it doesn't look good, but I'm gonna lead this team. And when I'm better, they're all gonna be better. And that's what I hope yours is. That's what I hope a lot of these guys were getting are. Obviously, well there's some yeah, there's so much left to see with Quinn and like what kind of leadership he takes on. And he's going to have to do that. Like you're talking about Quan. But when we threw out that hypothetical with, with Rattler, if you just compare the two up until they entered college football, there's something about yours. He has a, like this 
part of it is the, the type of prospect he is. He has this gravitational pull of guys around him that constantly talking with, I mean, you look at it on social media, we're talking about how guys are changing their profile icons to this dude and like guys like him. And so that's, that's where it starts. Right. And he communicates with other people. He's not trying to ride solo. Maybe he's the only one getting paid like he is, but he he's definitely a guy that's been around a lot of good talent, South Lake Carroll, you know, and, and high school playing, playing the best of the best in Texas. Everyone, everyone knows him. He knows the rest of those guys. Like, He's walking into a locker room where he he's not a foreign face. So, right. well, I, Toss, I think you asked a question earlier about the other guys in the locker room, thinking about the the numbers we're hearing about yours. I think they admire it. <laughs> you know, it's a different era where they're like, "Bro, you got paid there, then you came to Texas and you got paid again. Man, you." you got the game all figured out. It's right. You're, a different you're era. a big old middle finger to NCAA right now, basically <laughs> exactly. like good, like, good for you, bro. They're applauding him. And that's just where we are. And you're going to see way more of it between the portal. I mean, and, by the way, let's not forget that this is exactly what coaches are doing. Lincoln, from what I hear was recruiting for USC, or at least the coaches he knew of recruiting for USC when, which I heard this little fun fact. Not, most of the co- only coaches that he was taking with him to USC knew about his move when he announced it the day after the game, because some Oklahoma folks are saying there was a conspiracy theory that he didn't want to win that game because he was going to lose months of recruiting or transition. And he damn sure wasn't going to beat Georgia, Alabama or the, the other teams. And so he goes and announced it to him. D Murray, who I played against and I have a lot of respect for. I heard he absolutely went crazy on him which makes sense because he's a homer, but the coaches are doing it. Brian Kelly did it. And so don't fault Quinn years or question him when coaches have been doing it for years and years and years. So I, it, it's so many, it's so much, it's so many dynamics of it, but um, it's a different era of players. And I think they applaud him versus questioning him. And then again, he's just kind of doing what he learned best from the, the, the head coaches that have been doing it for years. I didn't realize that DeMarco is actually the running backs coach. I did not. I was literally thinking the same thing. Yeah, man. I saw D. Murray. I didn't. And then I saw him one time on the sideline. Well, especially even last year, too, when he was dabbing up his running backs that absolutely went stupid on us in the second half. And I and I always knew it because I was on the sideline, but then I saw him and I was like, D Murray. I was like, I bet you do like that. But um, yeah, no, he went from what I hear, he went bonkers on Lincoln because he is a loyalist. You yeah, know, he, he played there. He loves that place. He don't plan on leaving. And from what I hear, uh, him he's an intimidating dude. Yeah, Marco you know, he's you know his uh, his recruiting story that he was that Stoops. I don't know too much about it. I don't know who the guy because he's from he's from California, and Demarco. I don't right? know. That's yeah, Demarco right? is it from Vegas. Is that what it Vegas. is? Vegas Bishop Gorman. I about to say I yeah. thought he's from Vegas. That's right. That's right. There was another guy that played with him, and I don't know who it was. I don't even know if the guy ended up going to the league, but that's why Stoops was there, and he saw DeMarco playing basketball, and he was like, he was like, who is that guy? What is that? Like, that guy's sick. That guy's a freak athlete. Who is that guy? And then ended up going to Oklahoma, being their running back, doing what he did, doing so, what he did in the league. Yeah, Just could have been a beast. Unbelievable athlete. That's what's Man. so crazy back in the, those days where – you know, Stoops did it. Mac did it. You had to show up. Bobby Bowden did it. The old school dudes. 
is like the harder I work, the luckier I get. That's where it comes down to. Sure, he didn't go there for him, but they were in, they showed up. Yeah. Absolute showed up. And you see this dude, you have an eye for it. I think some of what the previous coaches struggled at, especially the past regime, Huddle will not tell the full story. Huddle was cool. You can see some plays. You're only going to see the highlights. You're not going to see when he was lazy or he took five plays off. But you have to show up. You have to go see him. You have to, you know, evaluate film. You have to be in the room and see that other dominant in the rough. I just hope, which it looks like that's happening, Sark and their staff, clearly, because they're showing up and, and, and they're landing and they're taking care of business. So it's cool to see that happening again in our coaching staff at, at UT. Absolutely. Boys. Hopefully next week we'll have some more positive news because we're working on some other guys. I mean, I know that we just said that uh, Worthy had his profile p- picture changed to yours, but now he's working on Evan Stewart, who's committed to AM. So hopefully we flip him. Get everybody changed everybody changed their everyone changed their profile pics. If you're listening to Evan Stewart, we'll get the trend going. I uh, don't Congrats to Quan on his uh, hole in one. Yeah, baby. First one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a sweet. <laughs> that, that they snuck that in there so hard. I was like, you know, a little shameless plug. Yeah, had to. Hey, listen, man. That's what this is for. Hey, if I don't ever have another one, I'm okay with it. I got but, one. I mean, one is better than none. That's yeah, incredible. That, that one's brought to you by BetOnline.ag. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was a plus money bet for Quan to hit the hole in one, but he did it. He did. Plus money for sure. Yeah, yeah. And Toss, don't feel bad about it. We got confusing uh, California and Vegas for DeMarco. I confused uh, how Hanukkah was done. So <laughs> that's, that's infi- that is infinitely worse. I, my my father is going to listen to this, and I'm not going to get a ride home from the airport in New York when I go back next week. <laughs> Man goes I to the temple. Have a couple of taxis, though. Yeah, right. I'm going to get my arm loose to hail that thing over there. Uh, Everyone, thanks for listening. Great stuff. Uh, great stuff with Gerard. Get your horns up. I'm Joshua Fisher. That was Alexander Tosopoulos, Nicholas Snackscrider, and the Quan Cosby. We'll see you next week. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.